I've been fascinated by the name Wisdom. So when, when you all invited me to come two years ago, I said, boy, that's a, a re, kind of a refreshing and appropriate name for a Catholic ministry on campus. What is this about wisdom? I know when I was a student, one of our professors, uh, of whom I was particularly fond, Senior John Tracy Ellis, who was a great church historian, he would begin every class by saying, look, students, if you lack wisdom, God can give it to you. If you lack knowledge, I can give it to you. If you lack common sense, nobody can help you. <laughs> but I appreciated very much that distinction between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge and wisdom, they're both essential, they're both kind of different. Are you familiar with the writer today, David Brooks? Uh, you'll see him in the New York Times if you read that. Um, He's a wonderful writer. He's a, a Jewish man. By the way, we think of our Jewish neighbors this evening as they begin their new year, Rosh Hashanah. Um, David Brooks just had a, a wonderful book out about two years ago where his theme was this. There's a big difference in life between what he called resume virtues and tombstone virtues. And he says usually people stress resume virtues. Things that are productive, things that are useful, things that will get you ahead, skills. That's kind of knowledge, knowledge. But he said what's really essential and important in life is what he called tombstone virtues. What are they going to say about you when you die? And of course, then you get gifts such as loyalty and love and sacrifice and friendship. Uh, those are what he called tombstone virtues, and my contention to you all this evening is that's what we mean by wisdom. Think about the difference for a minute, will you? Knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge teaches us what we can do. Wisdom teaches us who we are. Knowledge kind of emphasizes where we've been. Well, it does. That's history. That's my field. Wisdom emphasizes where we're going. Knowledge will help you get a job. Wisdom will help you get to heaven. Knowledge will prepare you with life skills. Wisdom will prepare you for happiness. Knowledge describes very well, especially science, creation and created things, while wisdom will awaken us to the creator of them all. Knowledge what to say, wisdom, how to pray, knowledge, how to win friends, wisdom, how to keep them, knowledge, what to know, wisdom, how to think, knowledge, earth isn't the center of the universe, wisdom, neither am I. <laughs> knowledge, what we can get, wisdom, what we can give, knowledge, what I can reap, wisdom, what I can sow, Knowledge, what I can see and touch and verify. Stuff that is visible. Wisdom, ah, what's important is what's invisible. Knowledge, what I can prove. Wisdom, how I can trust. Knowledge, what do I need to do to get through? Wisdom, what do I need to do to get better? Knowledge, what is empirically evident. Wisdom, what is true, good, and beautiful. So you know what, everybody? 
We crave a sacred space on a campus rightly devoted to knowledge where wisdom has made herself a home. Wisdom is so essential. Wisdom, wisdom is so essential in the Bible. It's so important to the people of Israel that the Bible actually personifies wisdom. Wisdom was with God when he created. Wisdom, the Bible tells us, is next to God as he sustains creation. Wisdom for us as Christians, wisdom for us as Catholics, is indeed incarnate in the one we call Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. And she who gave him a human nature is venerated as Mary, the seed of wisdom, our lady of wisdom. I submit to you folks this evening, and I'm preaching to the choir here, I submit to you folks this evening that wisdom, that supreme virtue, incarnate in Jesus in the lap of Mary and alive in the church, has made herself a home on the campus that we love nearby in the center called Our Lady of Wisdom. Now, <clears throat> I was having a, a breakfast with an ecumenical group. Uh, there were rabbis and ministers and imams. We get together frequently in New York. And the Methodist, the pastor of, um, of uh, Christ Church Methodist on Park Avenue, he pulls me aside and he said, I got a bone to with you. I said, oh, He's the pastor of Christ Church Methodist, a very prominent church in Park Avenue. He said, yeah, uh, last week I had a benefactor come up to Philadelphia, and he was going to give me a million dollars. And when he got off the train at Penn Station, he got into the cab, and he told the cabbie to take him to Christ Church, and the cabbie took him to St. Patrick's <laughs> He says, uh, uh, my benefactor knew the difference. And he said, uh, Cabby, I asked you to take me to Christ Church Methodist. This is St. Patrick's Cathedral. And the cabbie turned around and said, listen, Buster, I don't know what beans about religion. All I know in New York is this is where Christ lives. <laughs> now, I've only been at Wisdom for about four hours today. But I can tell you that's where Christ lives. That, that, that is where wisdom, wisdom is incarnate today. Today, when I had the honor of offering the holy sacrifice of the Mass for the, uh, for the students, to see that chapel filled, uh, and then to, to spend time with them visiting and chatting, and then to have about an hour and a half with them and, and asking questions and all. As I, as I looked out at those young men and women, um, I couldn't, I just, I kind of naturally loved them. And they, they just inspired me. And when I looked, when I looked out at them, I, I said, what do they say? What do I see in their faces? What do I see in their, their presence here? And it reminded me very much, and I'll close with this story, Perhaps you've heard it before, about what happened from June 1st to June 10th 
1979. Those have been called by historians, not necessarily religious, nine days that changed the world. And you might remember it's when John Paul II went home to Poland. And two-thirds of the nation turned out to see him. And on the last day, do you remember? Have you heard this? On the last day he had mass in Krakow, his beloved Krakow, for two million people. And you remember what was going on then. Russian bayonets, hundreds of thousands of them were lined at the border ready to go in. John Paul goes to Poland and he galvanizes the people. Solidarity was born, all right? Mikhail Gorbachev would say that was the beginning of the end. Henry Kissinger would say John Paul did for Poland in those nine days what Winston Churchill did for England in the Second World War. You remember what happened the last day? John Paul, he's going right from Mass to the airport to go home. And most of the people thought, we're never going to see him again because they're not going to so there he is, and in the middle of his homily, two million people begin to chant three words. And what do you think the three were? Was it Russia go home? Was it down with communism? No. Three words, two million people. We want God. We want God. It went on for 30 seconds, it went on for two minutes, it went on for five minutes, two million people chanting that at the top of their voice. After five minutes, Monsignor Noway, the papal master ceremony, came over to John Paul, who was just standing there and said, Holy Father, perhaps you would want to quiet the crowd so you could continue for mass. And he looked at him and said, are you nuts? This is what I came for, all right? We want God, we want God. After the Mass, when the archives of the KGB were opened, after the Mass, they found a telegram from the KGB in Poland back to the Kremlin saying, it's over, it's over. We want God. You know what? That's what I sensed in those students this morning. That's what I sensed in those young men and women at Mass. That's what I heard those questions that were asked. I heard a generation saying, we want God, we need God, we love God. We want to be in the company of people who share that faith and that deep hunger and thirst for God. That's what you got at Wisdom, everybody. We, we happen to call it the church. Wise, wise is the one who would come to Wisdom for that. And wise are the people who support it and count me among them. Thank you and God bless you.